welcome back to the Dr. Body Mind Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Jude, and this is a podcast which explores how we can integrate modern medicine and alternative therapies to help you get the holistic health care that you deserve. I will be speaking to healers and seekers, researchers and authors who will share their experiences and the evidence to help guide us all to holistic health. Let's do this. Sophie Barrett works for Hifa Statera, an exciting biotech company focused on the research and development of naturaceuticals from medicinal mushrooms such as cordyceps, reishi and lion's mane, exploring their role in the treatment of mental health disorders, gut health and indeed cancer. But what makes Hifa Statera stand out from the crowd is their application of the same rigorous standards as the pharmaceutical industry to ensure quality, consistency and safety with their products. And this is just so important because medicinal mushrooms are becoming increasingly popular. So let's get into what we should be looking for when selecting the mushrooms we should be using and what to use when. Hi, Sophie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Dr. Jude. It's such a pleasure to be here and um, spreading the word more on how medicinal mushrooms can be used for human health. So thank you very much for having me on today. Well, I'm really excited to have this conversation because I think I'm one of the growing, um, I guess, group of people who have started using medicinal mushrooms. Why do you think they're becoming so popular and why are people like myself using them these days? Yeah, I think that's such such an interesting question and, um, you know, a question that I get asked a lot. And I think, first of all, um, for anyone listening, the um, distinction I want to make is medicinal mushrooms are functional mushrooms. So a lot of people think, oh, are medicinal mushrooms the hallucinogenic type? No, they're not. Um, they don't contain psilocybin. That's a completely different genus um, of mushrooms. So medicinal mushrooms are um, functional mushrooms that have been used for thousands of years. Um, so in uh, herbal medicine, and we have a lot of plants that have this adaptogenic quality um, that we term as adaptogens. So things like ginseng and rhodiola rosea, sure, and um, even hawthorn, so crataegus, we class as an adaptogen. And um, the fungal kingdom can also be classed um, in terms of medicinal mushrooms as adaptogens. And I guess the easiest way to define an adaptogen is it helps bring the body back into homeostasis. So it um, allows every function in, in the body to work optimally. So it helps you to adapt to stress, um, gives you more long-term resilience and stamina um, without any side effects. So adaptogens are very safe to take long-term. And, and the term adaptogen was actually coined by the Russians 
um, I think during one of the the first or second world wars where they started using Siberian ginseng and noticed from a military perspective that the army had this energy, sustained stamina and resilience um, and were able to adapt to these kind of military conditions a lot better without any side effects of, say, stimulating herbs, um, where, you know, science caught up with, say, traditional Chinese medicine is when they realized that medicinal mushrooms were immune modulators. So I think at the start, people were a bit wary and thought, are they stimulating the immune system? So really, it's this adaptogenic effect that is immune modulating. So for instance, if we talk about a herb like echinacea, which is immune stimulating, and you might want to use it with a client for two weeks pre-travel or if there's a lot of cold and flu and viruses going around, but you wouldn't want them to stay on echinacea in the long term. Medicinal mushrooms are very safe to take in the long term because they work in a case-by-case basis in the individual. So um, if that person needs a bit of immune stimulation, they'll do that. If that person needs the immune system is very over overreactive and they need to suppress the immune system, that immune modulation will occur, which is brilliant now that so many people are very reactive and having more autoimmune conditions. There's nothing quite like medicinal mushrooms in, in terms of them being able to modulate the immune system. And this makes them very safe to take with things like the cytokine storm in COVID, where you don't want to overstimulate the immune system and to to worsen a uh, cytokine storm, you you want to actually just modulate the immune system. So I think they're great to to be used um, in autoimmune conditions as well. Um, and I guess another way of describing it is there's a herb I think I mentioned, Crotagus. A hawthorn, so Mayflower, grows abundantly in May in in the UK, and we use this um, for blood pressure um, in herbal medicine in individuals who have uh, low blood pressure or high blood pressure, and it demonstrates, we call it this amphoteric effect, where it will actually work on a case-by-case basis in the client to um, modulate their blood pressure. So I think that's quite an interesting way of showing that modulation in a, in a different way. And, and medicinal mushrooms do that beautifully. Mm. So they're really, I guess, they are really, as you mentioned, bringing the body back into balance. So they're adapting um, the response in the individual to what it needs. So if the immune system is... Um, is running a bit low, it will help to boost it. And if it's overreactive, it will bring it'll act to bring it down. Um, yes. Yeah. And that, that's very different from from um from, from conventional medicine, which is very clear in a very linear um response to to the body. Um, so that's that's a real distinction. Um yeah. with, using, with using sort of plants and whole herbs um, and fungi in this instance to um, chemicals. 
Yeah, and I think that brings us really well onto the second part of your question, which was what to look look for in a medicinal mushroom uh, product. And because it's the polysaccharides in the mushrooms that are bringing about this biological response, we call the beta-glucans in the polysaccharides, the one in three and one in six chain beta-glucans, the BRMs, the biological response modifiers. So they bring about this this change um, and have this immunomodulatory effect by interacting with the payers patches in the um, lymphoid tissue in the gulp. Um, And so really a lot of medicinal mushroom brands out there or products out there will talk about the percentage of polysaccharides in their product, but you have to go deeper. You have to look um, for a standardized amount of beta-glucans in the powdered capsules or whatever format you're taking it in, because that's what's going to bring about the therapeutic effect. And just having an overall percentage of polysaccharides doesn't give you the information because that could be alpha-glucans, which are a good in lots of different respects. But in this case, you really need a high percentage of beta-glucans. And in order to get that, the medicinal mushroom, which in the wild would naturally in most cases grow on wood, so um, trees or um, wood debris. And um, now because of cost and speed, A lot of medicinal mushroom products out there are grown on grain. And this is what we call an MOG product and a mushroom on grain product. And um, you need to ask, is it a mushroom on wood product or a mushroom on grain product? Because the problem or the issue with a mushroom on grain product, yes, it will be a cheaper product because it's faster and quicker to grow, but it will change the polysaccharide count, and it will mean that product is much more starchy and has less beta-glucans in it. So when people come to me and they say, oh, Sophie, I've tried medicinal mushrooms, it's not not working for me. And I say, well, it's probably because you've got a starchy product there, a mushroom grown on grain product. So you're not getting the percentage of bioavailable compounds, in particular the beta-glucans that you need to bring about the therapeutic effect. And the first thing to look out for is, has the mushroom product been grown on wood? Does it say the percentage of beta-glucans? Are you getting it in a standardized amount? And then is the product certified organic? Because mushrooms are like sponges, they're collators. So in the natural environment, if there's any pollutants, if there's any contaminants runoff in the soil or the surrounding area, that mushroom is going to soak it all up. And that beautiful medicinal mushroom may then become a toxic contaminated product. So a lot of brands will say, oh yeah, we're organic, but you need to have the European and the UK certification and the labeling to check that it really is an organic product so that you're not undoing any of, um, you know, the you're reducing the toxic load rather than adding to it. 
thank you for that. I did not know those are the things that I should be looking for. And a follow-up question is you talk about the percentage of beta-glucans that we should be looking out for that, that make it a therapeutic dose. What percentage should we be looking for? Depending on, on the product, you need roughly about 300 um, mg of beta-glucans per capsule we normally say one to two capsules um dependent on the client's age and body weight to bring about that therapeutic effect and again this will depend on the individual's gut integrity their ability to um, absorb and um, you actually need a small amount of vitamin c with the medicinal mushroom product to help with absorption and bioavailability. So um, initially, Ifesta Terrace sold a separate Ascobato product to go with their mushroom product, and then their, the labs were able to adapt and put in the right amounts of vitamin C to help with the absorbency um, and bioavailability. Okay, okay. So we should be looking for between three and 600 milligrams per dose yes. of medicinal mushrooms of the beta-glucan. And that should be labelled yes. on the products that we're buying. And these doses should be standardised. I have to admit, mm -hmm. I'm taking a medicinal mushroom that is in liquid form. Mm -hmm. And um, I did did my due diligence about the the company that I was yeah. buying from but I didn't know what I was looking for in terms of um the the dosing so I'm actually very curious about mm. going, back, going back downstairs and having a look on my bottle and, yeah. and just checking and um, but I was really struck by um Hefastatera's process of standardization of labeling and of um research that goes behind the, the products that they're that they're putting on the market which yes. which is what I really um really attracts me to, to 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 the to to the company I think that's it's such an important um yeah. missing piece in the um in the medicinal mushroom world and that's, that's not to say that liquid isn't isn't a great format either um we will be bringing out some more liquid products in the near future and then within our integrative oncology range we have a nano emulsified um super concentrated extract which is ideal for people who um have a cancer or are um having conventional treatment for cancer so um our liquid products tend to be even more bioavailable and even more concentrated. So we can always talk about what you're taking afterwards. Yeah, that's that's great. And um, yeah, I'm excited by the by, by an increased range from Hephaestotera um, because I find that popping um, extracts into my morning water and lemon. Um, really easy an easy way to 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 consume them so i'm excited that you're releasing um a, a, an extract range in that format now um what else i wanted to ask you is you know 
was was really focused on the safety of of these mm. products because you know we're talking about you mentioned already that these products are being trialed and used for people with cancer and also with people who have medical conditions from which they are taking um other medications for um as well as and i may mention that uh, as well as for preventative um, use i'm taking them as a preventative um because of their immunomodulating properties knowing that they will help me um get through my days with as little impact on common viruses that 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 come through but these products can be used in people who are suffering from medical conditions who are on perhaps multiple medications how do we know about drug um interactions how do we know safe doses for these different sort of um groups of patients how yeah. how, how would you recommend we navigate this yeah that's a really good question because yes yeah, so many people are on so many different medications so the number one thing you have to check um, before prescribing a medicinal mushroom product is that there's no pre-existing mushroom allergy. So that's quite straightforward when it comes to adults and adult dosing because most uh, adults have tried a culinary mushroom so they know if they're reacting or not. And with children, the parent has to have tried uh, a child on a culinary mushroom first so that's the number one thing to check for and then uh, Ifas Terra have a, a European uh, safety trial called the Medina trial which is actually on the concentrated extracts to show there's no significant interaction with the drug liver pathways so the CYP450 um, pathway and this gives practitioners peace of mind that you know, you're not going to get any interference with their um, list of medications. It's not going to clear out them too quickly. You know, for instance, like herbs, a lot of herbs can do that. A famous one being St. John's Wort or Hypericum. Um, so first of all, that gives practitioners peace of mind that there's no interaction with the drug no significant interaction with the drug liver pathway, which is why Ifestaterra have been able to go on and make these integrative oncology products so that they can be taken alongside chemotherapy, radiotherapy, et cetera, um, and other very strong medications. Um, but, you know, practitioners would still need to do their due diligence. So, for instance, there aren't safety studies when it comes to concentrated extracts with breastfeeding or pregnant women. So breastfeeding and pregnant women who've had culinary mushrooms in their diets, they could stick to a micronized organic superfood powder. So that's just purely a micronized mushroom powder that's not a concentrated extract. So that's like the equivalent of having a pure mushroom powder, a functional food, rather than a concentrated extract for pregnant breastfeeding women who've had mushrooms in their diet before, that's fine. The concentrated extracts um, are for adult use for 14 years and above. Um, and again, due diligence 
would need to be done on different uh, medications that uh, clients might be on. So for instance, there is a contraindication with reishi. So reishi, Ganoderma lucidum is a widely used um, medicinal mushroom for stress, skin, sleep, anxiety, antiviral, hormonal balance. It's analgesic, anti-inflammatory. So it's very widely known and used. And in concentrated extract form, we wouldn't prescribe reishi alongside blood thinning medications. And that's just because in theory, reishi has a blood thinning effect. So in 24, 25 years of Efasta Terra, using concentrated extract of reishi with thousands of, of uh, clients around the world and thousands of practitioners, we haven't had an issue with it. But our guidelines will be if you're going to have even a tooth extraction or surgery, stop taking your concentrated extract of reishi four days before surgery or your operation and start taking it again four days after. Um, so it's really a cautionary measure, but it's just one that I is quite an obvious one to mention. And then there are some medicinal mushrooms that have quite a strong blood sugar balancing effect. So if um, people are on things like metformin or um, diabetes medications, they would need to work with their GP or their practitioner just to make sure that, um, you know, if they're on those medications, they may need to just slowly reduce their dose if they're taking mushrooms. Even reishi has a blood sugar balancing effect, but a famous one is Caprinus, which we used to have in our portfolio. We don't work with Caprinus anymore, but that had such a strong blood sugar balancing effect that, you know, you would need to work with your practitioner closely to reduce the dose of um, any diabetic medications. So those are probably the two um, more obvious ones to mention other than the allergy, which is first and foremost. Some people just forget to think think about that. I had not considered that before, I have to admit. It seems so obvious when you say it, but it really sort of highlights to me the importance of working with a knowledgeable practitioner when you are using um, herbal medicines, especially alongside mm -hmm. conventional medicines, because um, there are not going to be many doctors, medical doctors, aware of the effects that herbal medicines have. And so finding either a medical doctor with that skill set or working with an um, experienced herbalist is going to be really key to getting the balance of conventional medicines and herbal medicines together so that doses can be changed and yeah. Um, altered. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's kind of reminded me of something now that the medicinal mushroom market's really exploding and you're seeing a lot of very interesting formulas because mushrooms harmonize so well with herbs, you're getting a lot of fantastic mixed formulas. But I think 
from a practitioner who's prescribing, it's actually easier to work with a standalone medicinal mushroom product because you can be very safe with it. Whereas with the herbs, you've really got to start doing your due diligence to make sure that the liver pathway, drug liver pathway, isn't going to be affected. And I've seen some very, you know, obscure formulations out there. I've also seen some very good ones, but I've definitely seen some overstimulating ones where people have thought, oh, let's just put this, 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 and this in a formula. I'm like, well, if you've got this in there, you don't actually need this. So, um, and I've, you know, I've uh, been with some practitioners who've been trying lots of different things and particularly um, herbs and mushrooms with coffee, for instance. Um, mushrooms, fine, but when you start putting the herbs in as well, it could be very energizing. Mm, mm. And this is where experience really comes in. And so like anything, if we're taking, um, I think it's quite tempting when you're buying over-the-counter um, nutraceuticals to assume that there aren't any major safety concerns that we would need to consider because it's natural. Um, we don't need to worry about that. And I think that's a really, it's a trap even I have fallen into, I mean, I've been, I'm taking these extracts, I've done my due, due diligence and I do have a general understanding about mm. um, the mode of action. However, I haven't consulted a herbalist. Um, however, I think it's really important to stress, and I think this conversation is really highlighting to me, mm. the importance of getting professional um, advice, particularly if you ha are balancing um, conventional medications with fungi or with with herbs so um due diligence and working alongside an experienced practitioner with familiarity um of these medicines these medicinal mushrooms is really important is really important but for standard use in general i think the take-home message is if you're well with no pre-existing medical conditions using a standard um, dose of medicinal mushrooms such as reishi, such as lion's mane, such as chaga is, in, is generally safe. Um, and there's only a few um, pre-existing conditions that um, are important to highlight. Um, so, so thank you for pointing those out. Yeah, and I think the other thing to look out for is in order to bring about that therapeutic effect, you do have to take the mushrooms every day um, for about two months. So this is so, you know, if it's having an effect on the microbiota, it can continue to heal the gut. If it's having an effect from a cognitive point of view, it can, lion's mane could continue to increase nerve growth factor. It's so that the better glucans can be in the bloodstream every day to do the work for uh, a good amount of time. And so I think when it comes to looking for a product, just check that there aren't any fillers in that supplement or that nutraceutical because the purer it is, you know, the less likely it's going to have a, a, a side effect. So, for instance, if are vegetable capsules there, 
um, pure organic standardized extract. There's no fillers in there. Um, it's suitable for celiacs, lactose intolerant, that type of thing, just because you're taking it for a sustained amount of time. So there's going to be no buildup. And I think, you know, this is where nutritionists can also, um, come in because if a client is taking lots of different supplements and it doesn't um, really affect our products, but there can be build up over time. Um, yeah. So watching out for fillers, what fillers should we be looking for in the label? How would we know whether there was a filler in there? So I think if there's um, any kind of binders, um and also some mushrooms might be sprayed with something like particularly when it comes to the ones you put in your coffee you know if to make them creamier um or to make them dissolve better in a formula um there's various chemicals that could be used in those kind of um formulas that people use in drinks so I would think you know if your powder isn't mixing straight away into your drink that's actually a good thing if it's mixing a bit too easily they may have used something that might be okay one or two times but if you're using it regularly it might be an irritant Mm. So to be aware of that. And another question I sort of had around um, selecting medicinal mushroom products is how um, I, I've sort of heard of reports of different companies extracting the mushrooms from different parts of the mushroom. Yes. May or may not be the therapeutic the part. Yeah. So, so which part of the, of the mushroom should we what would we do we want our mushrooms to come from yeah so there's various schools of thought around this and um in traditional chinese use they um use the fruiting body which is the part of the mushroom that is above ground um so in ifastatera's uh portfolio all of the mushrooms with one exception are made using the fruiting body um, which is great because you know that there's a high level of bioactive compounds in there. And if you think, say, like the fruit part of a tree um, is very uh, nutrient dense, so it's a it's like a celebration of the nutrients in in the fruiting body. Um, but you will see some medicinal mushroom products made from biomass or mycelium. Biomass is um, tricky because that means they haven't filtered out the growth medium. So that could be some of the mushroom fruiting body, but you don't necessarily know how much. It could be some of the mycelium, which is the root system, and it could be quite a bit of the um, growth medium. So for instance, if that's a mushroom on grain product, you might be getting quite a lot of grain in a biomass product, particularly in America, particularly in the States, they're, they're fans of using biomass because it saves them on cost because they don't have to filtrate anything. But I think there was, yeah, there was a study in Nutrition Magazine um, in the US showing that like 75% of reishi products on the market contained 
no fruiting body at all. So stay clear of biomass products. Ideally, you want fruiting body. We do work with mycelium just in one um, mushroom, which is a mushroom called cordyceps. Cordyceps sinensis is the strain we use. And the reason we do this is because Cordyceps sinensis in the wild is an endangered species. So it would grow naturally at high altitude in Tibet and it would use an insect in order to grow the fruiting body part of the mushroom. So there's been quite a lot of um, kind of media attention on the way this mushroom forms its fruiting body. Um, but because we're a vegan brand in everything we do, we can't use the insect. And also we don't want to harm the insect and we don't want to, from an environmental point of view, um, work with an endangered species. So what our um, research labs have done is they've taken the root of the CS4 strain of Cordyceps sinensis because it's such a medicinal strain. And we have our own fungal strains, our own proprietary strains, which is another step further. So we're picking the right, we're cherry picking the right strain of a particular mushroom with the highest level of bioactive compounds. So we're using the CS4 strain, we're taking the root part, the mycelium, and we're putting it in a algae bioreactor. So this is where it gets very science-y. Um, but we're doing this in order to create a completely clean, controlled, vegan environment with a really healthy growth medium being the algae, giving the mushroom the nutrients it needs. And then we use the mycelium. It's easy to, to filtrate to create uh, a biotech innovation product so that's the only product that we can't actually claim it's organic because the science hasn't caught up with the technique that we're using to make this product all of our other even though it's an organic process the science won't give us a certification that it's organic because it's a very um innovative way of, of creating that so yeah you will find some mycelium products on the market there are different rules and regulations depending on whether in your europe or uk like obviously with brexit it's a bit of a gray area um but yeah the fruiting body tends to be the best part of the mushroom stay clear of biomass or any growth medium and stay away from mushroom on on grain products and will all this be on is this does this will this have to be reported on the labels you know it will have to say whether it's fruiting body mycelium or biomass so that's the uk regulation that it has to say that um yeah then, yeah that's certainly products sold in a retail space online you may get less detail but products in a store should say say that Mm. great this is so useful so so far just to recap for myself and for all of you listeners because there's a lot of information that's being delivered here for medicinal mushrooms to be delivered and be bioavailable and give you a a, 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 a standardized therapeutic dose we're looking for beta glucans at a 
range between 300 and 600 milligrams per dose. We're looking to take this for at least two months, for at least stretches of two months so that the body can get used to and, and, and actually build with the beta-glucans that we're giving it. We want them to be organic um, because of the toxic load um, and the ability of the of the fungi to absorb um, chemicals and pesticides. So we want it to be organic. That's important within these products. And it's also important that the products are from the fruiting body, from mushrooms that are grown on wood, so that the glucan content is high and bioavailable and active. Have I missed anything in the importance of of, of, of what we what we should and can look for um, when we're purchasing medicinal? That's medicine? a great great summary, and yeah, just you know to try and identify whether it's a mushroom grown on wood product exactly, which is again sometimes hard to identify. Mm. Mm. Well, that's such that's such useful information that I'm personally definitely going to start um, start applying rigorously. And now I want to get onto um, some really interesting research that Hivasta Terras is is um, conducting and presented preliminary results um, of at the IPM conference that I've already shared with my audience. I, I, I went to and met you at um, just in June. So can you share with us? Um, I guess the overall headlines that we can really start to get excited about when we're, as we're learning about the use of of medicinal mushrooms with cancer therapy. So tell us what what, what yeah. have you learned and and what what is coming through this research? Yeah. So um. The founder and CEO of Ifastatera, uh, Catalina Fernandez de Ana Portela. So she um, founded Ifastatera 24 years ago. She's a biologist, a mycologist, and she's done an integrative PhD in oncology. So the studies I'm about to mention are very much um, led by her. They're very much her personal project. Um, so we have had an integrative oncology range that has just recently been upgraded. Um, so we have different uh, products suitably recommended for different cancers. And Ifastatera uh, right now, I think, has 15 ongoing research trials, and two of them are in oncology. So one is called um, Microimmunomama, which is a breast cancer trial working with the Mexoero Hospital in Vigo in Spain. So that started with our upgraded Mycomama breast cancer formulation, which is a nano emulsion. Um, and that's an ongoing trial that should end around middle of 2024. And the other um, research trial is called the Micromarker Trial for Colorectal Cancer. So that's at the Orense University Hospital again in Spain. So that started in uh, middle of 2021 and that will come to fruition the end of 2024 using the MycoDigest 2.0 product. Um, so 
Catalina um, spoke about some of the research that was coming out of both of these trials at the IPM conference. And um, a big part of this was how these formulas of different synergies of medicinal mushrooms, because medicinal mushrooms work so well in synergy, particularly for um, their anti-cancer effect, anti-tumorinogenic effect. Um, and they have the ability to rejuvenate the gut microbiota and reset um, the microbiota um, and increase the phylogenetic diversity. So this has already been demonstrated in the Microdigest 2.0 study so that's the colorectal study that's ongoing so Catalina talked about that um, and this new generation of natural adjuvants in integrative oncology based on what Ifasta Terra have coined mycoimmunobiotics so and that's basically the, the crux of the research um, that's uh, starting to come out now and then um, there are lots of other studies particularly um, studies from Japan since the 1980s with mushrooms like Coriolis fasicular which its common name is turkey tail um, for its chemoprotective anti-tumor antiviral effect um, as well but um, it's really yeah this amazing effect the uh, mushrooms in uh, synergy are having on the microbiota to reset the microbiota particularly linked to things like breast cancer and the new research that is coming out to show links between dysbiosis in the gut and and dysbiosis in the breast tissue um, so it's a really exciting a really exciting time and we have a lot of uh, different material that you can request from us or practitioners can request from us on um, the science behind these studies. Mm, I'll be making a request um, for those because that's that's really fascinating and uh, and I'll have to have to bring on Hifas to Terras again when those studies come out because the the results the preliminary results are so encouraging if we can use medicinal mushrooms as an adjunct in chemotherapy and reduce the dose of such toxic chemotherapies we can be doing so much to improve the quality of life that patients are are going through while going through aggressive cancer treatment and uh, i think that would be most welcomed by many cancer patients Definitely. And with the existing range that is being upgraded, you know, we have so many case studies where um, clients were able to stay on their chemotherapy for longer because the medicinal mushrooms were helping to mitigate the side effects like the nausea. They were helping to keep the immune system robust so that they could, you know, finish their um, their their conventional treat, treatment um, and we've had really positive feed, feedback on that which has been great. Mm, mm. Yeah I'm really excited to hear the the, the, the final results of those trials. Um, the, 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 the research that was presented at the conference was really 
um, exciting. And Carolina, as you mentioned, is a force of nature and is just such um, such an exciting biologist in this field who's really working so hard for the voice of these medicinal mushrooms to be heard within the medical communities. And that takes a lot of, of work and guts. And, um, and I think that's why she has found it so important to use the standards of the medical community and the pharmaceutical industry to be taken seriously because these medicines should and need to be taken seriously and because the potential of them to help so many people um, does really seem to be growing. So that's um, that's really exciting research to be keeping an eye on. Definitely. And this year we've also had um, some research come out in Spain with SIBO and inflammatory bowel disease. Um, later on in the year, we've got research coming out from our French team with Lyme disease. So um, we can't wait to talk about that. So there's always things going on in the background. And just to just to clarify, these studies are human studies? Yes, exactly. They're human studies. So um, in the two oncology uh, trials I mentioned, I believe one study is 120 um, patients and one is around 144 patients. But again, I can get the exact numbers for you on that. Okay, great. I mean, these are these are small studies, but the but yeah. the but the good thing is that they're human studies because a lot of the research that we're relying on in medicinal mushrooms is based on animal studies and, and and mice studies. So it's really great to see this work being taken to the next phase within research trials, and um, the results are promising and as we've talked about before the safety profile of mushrooms is very good and so if we can use um, a safe treatment that can increase potentially increase the effectiveness of our chemotherapy agents this is a really um, great breakthrough that we can start to to bring into our practice so thank you so much Sophie for introducing us to um not only the research that you are doing at Ethos de Terras, but also really honing down on what we should be looking for when we're buying any medicinal mushroom products um, and so that we can do our due diligence and make some truly informed choices about what we what we want to use for our health. So thank you so much for sharing your your knowledge and and wisdom with us today. No problem. If you have any other questions, um, we're very uh, easy to find in the UK. Um, there's a team, uh, a small team here, but a dedicated team for any like complex cases or questions. So um, yeah, do reach out. Wonderful. And uh, can you tell us where we can reach out? Where can where can um, anyone yes. reach you? So there's a health um biomedical support email address called health h-e-a-l-t-h health at ifasdatera.com so that's h-i-f-a-s d-a-t-e-r-r-a dot com ifasdatera.com health at ifasdatera.com so that's um 
a bit like a customer care line. So you can um, give as many case details as you want. Um, if you're a practitioner writing in about a specific case and you're not sure of which medicinal mushrooms to use, um, or if you're a, a customer yourself and you're um, venturing into the world of medicinal mushrooms and you'd like some advice. Oh, that's so good. And I also want to point anyone who is a practitioner listening in, Eva Zatera has also provided an incredible platform for practitioners to go and learn it more in depth about medicinal mushrooms. It goes through the, the, the types, it goes through the science, it goes through, you know, the modes of action. And this is so that we can all become more informed, more um, confident to use medicinal mushrooms in our practice so thank you so much to yourself thank you so much to Carolina for all the work she has done to bring these medicines to a greater audience and um, I'll put all the links to the studies that you have sent to me Sophie in preparation for this interview and um, the websites um, that you can get some more information um, about Eva Soteras in the show notes Um, today. So thank you so much for all of that information. I'm certainly going to be applying that um, for myself. And I hope that um, anyone listening here today does the same. Amazing. Thank you for having us on. Thank you for listening, Body, Mind, Soul Seekers. If you want to connect with trusted alternative therapists, learn more about what they do and how they can help you, check out my new holistic healthcare platform, The Witchy Women. Or if you are a holistic healer that wants to serve and help more people, book in a discovery call with me. Find more details at thewitchywomen.com. To show your support for this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Thank you all so much. Until next time.